And we are back at her for another week. It is Monday evening, of course, and back to One Point with Alex Pearson immediately following this show at about uh, 10 minutes to 8 o'clock, so make sure you stick around for that. The phone lines are open, by the way, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one triple eight two two five talk If you're listening in London or Hamilton, welcome to the show. Lots to be learned tonight, Lior, my brother. Now, we always uh, mention as well, if you can't catch it here, uh, Global TV, Saturdays, 10 a.m., you'll catch uh, Employment Hour and 30. Our uh, wonderful mugs are all over the TV camera and espousing wonderful employment knowledge, as we always do, brother. What's going on with the week that was this week? Hey, John, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's really, it was a really busy week. A lot of calls, a lot of people that have uh, heard our show on previous weeks and even watched us on TV uh, and, and wanted to know about their rights. They felt uh, that now, for the first time, there's some hope. There's, there's ways that they can deal with their problems in the workplace. So that's what I actually do most of the time. I'm not on the radio or on TV that much, actually. Most of my time is spent... Talking to with, talking with real people with real problems in the workplace, people that have lost their jobs or are worried about losing their jobs, people work whose employers not treating them the way they need, it needs to be treated, uh, and people maybe in some situations, especially these days, suffering from, from harassment. We'll talk about that a bit later. So if you're in one of those situations and you're listening to us right now, give us a call right now on the show. Let's solve your problem. Let's by, by calling us on the show. By the way, you'll be helping others. Other people, they may have the same problems and issues, so make that call. And, of course, you want to talk privately, we'll be giving you my contact information throughout the night so you can, uh, you can call me at the office and talk privately. And, and to get us warmed up and started, John, especially since we have new listeners in, in Hamilton uh, and London, let me talk about a couple of situations that I saw come across my desk over the past few days. Uh, first situation, John, involves simply a, a, a regular termination, but it shows you how important it is to get some advice. Uh, this uh, lady that called me, she had worked in a marketing position for two years uh, for a small company, and, and when she was let go because of a restructuring, the company simply decided that it had two marketing people and it only needed one. So uh, they, they let this lady go. She called me, and they had offered her four weeks' pay. And she actually had done some research and, and you know, spoke with some people and concluded that four weeks' pay was quite good. And she was actually quite happy to sign off on a severance package. Uh, and she had a deadline, and she was just about to sign when she actually heard the tail end of a show that you and I did uh, right here. Mm-hmm. And she thought, well, you know what? It's still worth calling me. You know, what, what is there to lose? And I spoke to her, and I found out, you know, she was... 48 years old, and, and after two years in a marketing position, I assessed her as being owed about four months' pay. So she was offered one month. I assessed her as being owed four months' pay, four times what she was offered. Now, she, she was very surprised. She was very shocked. And, uh, and one of the reasons she was shocked is because this, for her, meant another $30,000, know, a significant amount of compensation. So uh, I'm now helping her to get that compensation, and I really want our listeners to remember, especially those who have not heard our show before. Most of the time, when you're going to be losing your job, you're going to be staring at a severance package. That severance package is going to be significantly inadequate. It's going to provide you for a lot less than what it should be. In this case, it was only a quarter. And that's just a fact. So that's why it's so important to get that legal advice. You don't want to find out later, after you've signed, that you're owed another thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. In this case, I was able to, able to help the lady because she did not sign off on the severance package. 24 hours later, she would have. Don't make that happen. Don't let that happen to you. If you or someone you know lost your job, they have to get legal advice. If they don't like me or you don't like me, that's okay. But you have to get legal advice from an employment lawyer. If you don't, there's going to be a a lot of regret uh, later on. 
Just on the side, your number, by the way, as you mentioned, Lior, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com through email. What else you got going on? So I had a call from a, a truck driver who was supposedly fired for cause. And again, for those not uh, not familiar with the term, a termination for cause happens when the employee does something so bad, so awful, that it's impossible to continue employing them, and that allows the company not to have to pay any severance. Well, what did this person do, the truck driver? When he was parking his, his big truck somewhere, uh, he actually got into a bit of an accident. He, he damaged uh, the trailer. And sure enough, the company was upset, as one would expect, and this is understandable. And then they said, well, because you got into this accident while parking, we're going to let you go for cause. And he called me and said, yes, it was my mistake. I, I, I wasn't as careful as I should have. I wasn't paying as much attention. So I did make that mistake. But is that cause? Does that mean they can just throw me out, no compensation? Well, John, the answer, of course, is no, absolutely not. You may have done something wrong, and in this case, he did do something wrong. He got into an accident. Yep. But that doesn't mean that it's cause. Cause is reserved for the worst offender. It's the worst penalty for the worst thing that someone can do. And in this case, he had a clean record. This was not a situation where they've warned him again and again and again. So because of that, that's not cause. He's owed severance. For him, I assess him as being ordered about eight months' pay. That's a significant amount of compensation. And I want our listeners to understand that you may have done something wrong or even a few things wrong. To lose your job for cause, most of the time, that would be premature. For the company to terminate for cause, they would have to establish, number one, that you did something terrible, but also that they gave you every opportunity to improve and you just didn't. It's difficult to establish that. So this gentleman was wrongfully dismissed, and I know many people, I speak with them every day, that have been in very similar situations, John. Well, as you often said and have said for four years on this show, that it's the death penalty of the employment relationship. It's the highest thing you can go to, so you can't just pull the trigger figuratively that soon and that quickly, right? Well, absolutely. You don't get the death penalty if you jaywalk. You don't even get the death penalty <laughs> if you rob a bank, right? It, 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 you get the death penalty if you commit the worst crime. And it's the same thing with a termination for cause. You can be terminated for cause if you did something terrible. Most of the time, the employer pulls the trigger on that termination for cause before it should. That makes it a wrongful dismissal, and that also means the person is owed their full sentence. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale here locally, or one 225 talk toll-free if you want to call into the show. If it's the first time hearing the show, there's lots of questions you probably have about your severance. Is it one week? Is it two weeks? Can they do this? Can Answer them all here. We have for uh, for many years, Lior. We educate people. want to get into this off the top as well, and that is an amazing tool you crafted about four years ago called Severance Pay Calculator. Actually, believe it or not, John, uh, last month, uh, November, uh, the Severance Calculator uh, celebrated its four-year anniversary. Wow, uh, crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, right? That's it. Uh, exactly. And when the Severance Calculator, John, is actually a very serious tool. It's a tool designed to educate and inform people as to what they're owed if they lost their job. So the main factors that go into assessing how much you're owed is your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And the way to find out easily without even having to get legal advice. You simply go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com, and you find out within seconds how much severance you're owed. It's anonymous. It's free. You don't need to put in your name or the company's name. It's strictly there for your benefit. It's such an important piece of information to have if you're staring at a severance letter or if you're worried the one is coming down or you're just curious severancepaycalculator.com, and it also gives you an option right there if you want to, to contact me. 
Because once you find out that you're owed less, if you want my help to get what you're owed, then guess what? You call, go to 7spaycalculator.com, you press that green button if you want to, it contacts me right away. And it's not like it's going to take you hours. It literally, I had my nine-year-old daughter do it the other day. We just did it fictitiously, and she ran through it like that. Is this the toughest thing you got for me to use this calculator? It's so simple. It's true. There's nothing to it. You answer three questions from a drop-down menu. You press the go button, and you're done. There's nothing to it. It's easy. It's free to use completely. There's no strings attached. I only created it because I want people to know how much they're owed. SeverancePayCalculator.com. We uh, have been discussing on uh, past shows, we're talking about uh, forced resignations. I use that in quotation, situations where an employee is given no choice but to resign. So we'll get to more of these points and wait uh, for your phone calls, uh, 870-6400, star 640 on cell or one 225 talk toll-free. You want to call in, talk to Lior, ask your questions, you can do so. Now is the time, right up until 8 o'clock. So people are often concerned that it's better off to resign than have been let go. Not sure if it's a matter of ego or how it's going to look down in the future, but should they be concerned about that at all? No, people should not be concerned. Now, if you've done something terrible, something that would be otherwise caused, you you, you stole, you hit someone, well, you know what? Yeah, may as well resign. But in in most situations, 99.9% of situations, John, it is not better to resign. Because if you resign, then the company can treat you as having resigned, and they'll say, well, wait a second. If you resign, we don't owe you any compensation. We don't owe you any severance. And by the way, at that point, you also don't get employment insurance. Because your right. employer is going to tell the employment insurance people that he resigned. You don't get employment insurance if you resign. So that's why it's a very bad idea. You're far better off if the company uh, is going to give you that choice. You resign or we let you go. You'll very politely say, yeah, please let me go in that situation. Because that means you're going to get severance. Even if you've done something wrong. Remember what I said at the top of the show. Uh, in mm-hmm. most cases, you're still going to get your full severance. That you would qualify for EI, etc. So there's no reason to consider yourself to have, or to decide to be resigned rather than be let go. Uh, and and by the way, even if you decide to quote unquote resign because a company gave you an ultimatum like that, that actually in the eyes of the law is still a termination. So if it's still a termination, may as well act like it's a termination. Let the company do it. Let the company give you a letter that says you've been terminated. It's far better. It's easier to enforce your rights. It's easier to get the EI. So it's in almost every situation, John, it's not better to resign. want to welcome once again our listeners who have been listening for us uh, years here in Toronto on AM 640 and those in London and Hamilton as well. Welcome to the show, The Employment Hour. We discuss uh, employment matters throughout the entire uh, time we're on the air here. It has to do with severance and workplace rights and harassment and everything under that banner. Talking about the uh, forced resignation right now. Your boss comes up and says, you know what, Lior, you have to resign. What do you say back? Well, I, I simply say no, I don't have to resign. Why? Because a resignation is something that only I can decide to do. No one can tell me I have to resign because if they tell me I have to, it's not a resignation. Remember, what is a resignation? It's something that I do voluntarily. Yeah. So if my employer were to tell me you have to resign, first of all, I'd say, well, why? Why do you say that? And my second comment would be, no, I'm not going to resign. If you don't want me to work here, you have the right to let me go. You have to pay me my severance. But no, I'm not going to resign. So don't resign unless you decide you don't want to work there. Unless you decide that this is not the place for you. You're going to move to somewhere, some other place. Do that voluntarily. No problem. But if anyone, the company, a coworker, uh, whoever it is, says to you, you have to resign, the answer is no. Uh, at that point, it becomes a termination.
And I guess a lot of the thinking is where it's like, oh, I'm better off to resign than get fired. It's that word fired that they don't want in their next job, but that's that's taken care of as part of your severance. You work that into part of the agreement, right? Not only do we work that as part of the agreement, we we, neg- we would negotiate a, a reference letter. We nice. would negotiate what the uh, record of employment is going to say to allow the person to get EI. So all that, John, leads to the conclusion that you really don't need to be worried about what this means in the future. It'd be much worse to say that you've resigned, and then you'd have to fight to show that it wasn't a voluntary resignation. I would much rather you be terminated, and then let's deal with that. Let's deal with getting you the compensation that you owed, get you a new record of employment, much better to do that uh, that way, John. We'll take our uh, first break here of the evening. In the meantime, we got lines open for you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or one triple eight two two five talk That is completely toll-free for our friends and listeners in London and Hamilton as well. And back at it, your phone calls, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one triple eight two two five talk That is absolutely toll-free. You want to talk to Lior uh, right up till 8 o'clock tonight. Get your questions answered. This is the place to do it. Welcoming all of our listeners uh, here in Toronto. London and Hamilton as well. We'll get to uh, to Gareth. Hi, Gareth. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern? Hi, I work for a heating and air conditioning company uh, for a year and about four or five months. And then about four or five weeks ago, um, one of the guys that was working there was talking about starting a union, and a bunch of people were you know kind of talking about it. Um, I really didn't want any interest in joining the union. Um, but I guess the boss got wind that people were trying to start a union or at least were talking about it, and then it became kind of a witch hunt, and about uh, the next day, four of us were all let go for trivial reasons. You know, um, you know, one of the reasons that was given was, well, you're overqualified. Uh, another guy was given the reason that we're downsizing as a company, um, you know, things like that. Um, and it was pretty obvious the reason was because certain people were talking about starting a union or if they were in contact with somebody who was. So what ended up happening was within probably about two hours of all of us being shown the door, our jobs were reposted on Indeed and Kijiji looking for technicians with the same qualifications as us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is kind of, which is pretty obvious the reason we were let right. go. Gareth, so it is completely obvious. I, yeah, I, I completely understand. It's it's obvious that that's what they did. They probably figured, you know, you guys were, so to speak, the bad apples wanting to get the union in. So they thought, let's get these guys out of there and hopefully not have to deal with the union. Uh, I've seen that happen before many times. So so let's break this down. Uh, it is actually illegal for a company to let you go because you're you're asking about the union, planning to bring a union in or, or, or actively involved in with the union. It's what we call a reprisal. It's, it's illegal, uh, irrespective of the amount of severance. So they're not allowed to do that. And of course, they're coming up with some sort of an excuse, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense given the timeline of events that you've outlined. That said, uh, it's also it comes down ultimately to compensation. Now, did they offer you any uh, severance, Gareth? No, I got nothing. Nothing hmm. at all. Nothing. Zero. Zero. Did you ask them about severance? Did you have that discussion with them? Uh, no. I, to be honest, whenever I was brought into the office, I was kind of you know it was kind of, I was kind of blindsided by the right. whole thing. I didn't really know what to say. Um, you know, they more or less just gave me a piece of paper saying, uh, yeah, "We don't need you anymore." Uh, the company's downsizing, we're restructuring. That was kind of their, you know, the word that they, the crux, you know, while we're restructuring, you know, they kind of use that word quite a, quite a bit. 
but um, I, I didn't really know what to say at that at that time. Understand. So, now you you were there for a year and a few months. What kind of a job? What, what were you doing? Uh, heating and air conditioning. So um, I'm a gas fitter, and then I'm a refrigeration technician as well. Okay. And uh, how old are you, Gareth? Uh, Thirty. So someone in your situation, just on, on the count of severance, you're, looking, you're likely looking at about three months' pay, all right? Three months' pay. Okay. Now, the fact that you were, uh, you were let go because of what I called a, a reprisal may mean they may owe you additional compensation. So you've been wrongfully dismissed, and, and they've also breached the Labor Relations Act, which tells uh, people that you can't fire employees because of support of a union and looking at a union. Uh, Etc. So, so yeah. So obviously, they what they've done is illegal. Uh, the good news is we can resolve this fairly quickly. So what I want to do, Gareth, is I want to connect with you off air. I want you to give me a call off air in the office all week. Let's talk about this. Let's let me send me a copy of the letter. Uh, that they gave you. Also, want to see a copy of any employment agreement you may have signed a year ago when you started. Uh, and on that basis, we can talk about how to move this forward. But yeah, clearly you were wrongfully dismissed. Clearly, you owed compensation. And this is a company that should not be allowed to get away with what they did. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Thank Gareth. you, Gareth. That number, uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, that's for everybody, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of yours firm. Got uh, Cal on the line. Hey, Cal, good evening. Hey, how are you today? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? <laughs> no, 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 So I just lost my job uh, last Wednesday. I've uh, been a company for a big retail giant for five years. I uh, never had any issues whatsoever. Good reviews all through the all through the years. Supposed to have five reviews since five years. Only got four. Um, new management changeover uh, came with the company for three months. Uh, just uh, Wednesday, let me go with the severance package or whatnot. Um, I asked for reason, no reason given. The only thing changed from the last management, the new management, was I had a hernia surgery, and I was off for six weeks. When I came back, my last boss, who was let go as well too, uh, asked me to come back earlier uh, to help the store, which I did. Uh, but still, I was, you know, not 100%, uh, and just uh, new management came. I guess they didn't see my potential because I wasn't performing up to par, right. and just let me go last Wednesday. So, Cal, uh, for, you said about five years. And what, yeah. Were you working in retail yourself, or did you have a different role? No, retail. Retail, okay. And, and how old are you, Cal? I'm 48. So, someone in your situation, Cal, would be owed right around six to seven months compensation. Now, what did they offer you by way of severance? Uh, they gave me 17 weeks altogether. Okay, 17 weeks, that's roughly four months pay. So they short, yeah. shorted you two to three months pay. So that, that's not obviously good at all. Yeah. Now, if they also, if the termination itself had anything to do with your medical condition, the fact that you're off, there could be potentially some human rights issue. You, you certainly are owed at but least. I don't, yeah, but I don't know for sure. That's the only thing. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. which is why, you know, that may be more difficult to establish. But what yeah. I do know, and what is very straightforward, that you'd be owed another two, three months pay for sure here. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that situation, uh, I don't want you to sign off on that severance offer, okay, because you're owed mm-hmm. more, and I want you to connect with me off air. Let me mm-hmm. help you get what you're owed. This is straightforward. This could be as simple and, and likely will be as simple as me just sending a quick letter to the company uh, and, and negotiating it within uh, a very short period of time. So let's mm-hmm. connect. Let me get you what you're owed so that you have the time that you need to find another job. Cal, appreciate your call. That number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmenthour.com. And if you've heard Lior doing some quick math in his head, you can do it as well just with a simple tool called Severance Pay Calculator. Find out exactly what your severance pay should be because guaranteed, almost guaranteed, you're going to be shortchanged with whatever's written on that 
little piece of paper you got inside the cardboard box when they uh, they ran you out the door. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on seller one triple eight two two five talk toll free to call the show tonight. And uh, Joe, hey Joe, good evening. Hey, how are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, I've got an issue with my employer where uh, I've been with them for about two years. I'm in sales, and um, I guess. Uh, my boss is a little bit, uh, he's almost spiteful. I think he's out to get me, to be honest with you. Um, he's uh, taken upon himself where they've actually put me uh, in a position where um, I'm essentially set up for failure, where he put me into the office for the past eight weeks, and uh, he wants my numbers to increase. Now, being in sales uh, this time of the year, we're fairly—it's fairly the busiest time of the year—and uh, you know, I've explained it to him where, you know, if I don't get out there, I'm not going to get more sales. Like this is, you know, and they've essentially stripped some accounts from me, and uh, you know, I'm looking at leaving. I'm just trying to figure out what my severance would be. I've been there for about two years, a little more. And uh, they've put in a position where they've given me uh, not a warning, but a coaching thing. And I think they're using this coaching. They brought in a third-party HR company. Right. And that third-party HR company came in and said, this is not a warning. This is basically where they want to coach you and try to grow your sales internally. But, you know, being, you know, in food, being in this industry for so long, uh, it's hindering me. I like, I need to get on the road and talk to clients. I'm losing accounts essentially every day right. that now, I'm in the you, office. Are you getting paid by uh, a commission? Are you uh, in a commission role? Well, right now, no, I'm on a salary role, but he, he, they want to lead me towards a commission, but... At the same time, I need to reach a certain number to be, you know, eligible for to go on commission eventually. Now, so, because my numbers have dropped so much, it's contradictory to what I'm uh, supposed to be doing. He has me on inside, but I'm supposed to be outside. So, is it fair to say that because you're not making good numbers, because they have you in the office, at some point it's going to impact your compensation? Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm being you know, set up for failure. And my wife right. told me the same thing. She's like, you need to get out of there because if they're setting you up for failure, then you're never going to grow in that company, in which case you're never going to be on commission. Right. So, Joe, here's here's my thoughts on this. So, yeah, it does seem like you're being set up for failure. And, and the fact that they've made these changes, now they've they put you in a situation, instead of being out there on the road, you're going to be in the office, so, so you're making less sales, it's going to impact your compensation in the future, then that this could be what we call a constructive dismissal, where they change the terms of employment, they put you in a position where you're doing different things, you're going to lose money, and that may allow you to leave with severance. Now, what I would want you to do is I would want you to do a lot of what you, or, or to put a lot of what you said to me here uh, this evening, put that in writing and, and send that to the company. Do an email saying, here's my concerns. My concern is that you're not giving me the opportunity to uh, to uh, get the sales that I need, that I'm, uh, I'm not being uh, supported properly in this role, etc. Put that in there. Give them the opportunity to back off. Because if they don't, if they say, too bad, we're still doing what we're doing, then it's going to be even easier to establish the constructive dismissal. So I want you, before you quit, I want you to do that. Now, You've been there for a couple of years, and, and how old are you? I'm 40. So you probably, the severance you'd be owed would be anywhere from four to five months' pay. 
Okay, so that's what's at stake here. But I want you to send that email first. And don't 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 hesitate. You don't have to be disrespectful. Of course not. But you can be direct and you can be blunt in terms of the concerns that you have. Give them an opportunity to fix it. If if they don't fix it, let's you and I talk immediately before you quit. I don't want you to quit before you speak to me off air, because uh, sure. we need to do this right, and then we can uh, we can talk about getting you the compensation that you wrote because it does seem like you're being constructively dismissed. Well, absolutely, because you know, and he's also hinted to me where he wants me to work in the office doing you know inside sales. And I told him, I said, this is something I did when I was 20 years old. I can't, uh, I feel like I'm going like six, seven, uh, you know, six steps back. Absolutely. Put that in an email to him. Be direct with that. And, and, and then if nothing changes, you give me a call right away and let's deal with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we can go over that offer. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that call. Thank you, Joe. Uh, again, moving forward, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmenthour.com. And for your phone calls, got lots of time to call in till about uh, ten to eight this evening. Give us a call. It's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell or one triple eight two two five. Talk toll free for our listeners both in Hamilton and uh, and London tonight. We'll get to another call. And thank you for uh, for hanging in there, uh, Chris. How are you? Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Awesome no worries. Deal. Thank you. We'll go on. Uh, this is a quick question. More on the uh, employer side. I have a garage up in Barrie, and uh, we have uh, uh, four four mechanics on the floor, a couple apprentices, a couple licensed guys. We're, we're we're growing the company. We're going to hire some more. One of my concerns is if uh, through you know no fault of uh, uh, let's say the the you know off hours they get speed ticket or a DUI or something silly as a mechanic, and they come back into work. My insurance company that holds a garage policy, they won't insure someone if they've become too high risk. I got it. What? I don't have another job for them. There's a small company. There are three owners, and we each have a job. Um, what happens in that case? Is, is that grounds for dismissal? Or I'm yeah, not, no, not that, that's that. a great, run into it yet. great question. So, so if, if, if your insurance company won't insure these folks, obviously you can't have them working because they're not insured and that's, that's a huge liability and, and you're, you're a garage, so it's not like you, you can have them do, uh, something else. So, so in that situation, this is what we call a frustration of contract. What that okay. means is something has happened beyond your control that makes it impossible to continue employing them. In this case is they got tickets and the insurance company says, we're not going to insure. So that means in that situation, because you can't employ them, that yes, you can let them go and you do not have to pay them severance uh, because of this intervening factor. It's, 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 it's kind of, you know, act of God, if you will. It's really nothing right. to do the, with you. Uh, it, it's something out of your control. So yes, in that situation, if you can't have them there because the insurance company won't insure them, even if the insurance company is wrong, you know that's between the insurance company and the individual. They can fight the insurance company if they want. But okay. ultimately, from your perspective, if you don't have another job, yes, you can let them go. You do not have to pay them severance in that situation, Chris. All right, great. Well, I just yeah, we've not had the issue, but uh, where as we grow the company, uh, sometimes we don't know what people do off hours, and wanted to be on the uh, the correct side of the law. You're, you're absolutely right to always be on the right side of the law. Any questions, any issues or concerns, you give me a shout. Appreciate that, Chris. Uh, good looking forward for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to call into the show tonight or one 225 Talk is absolutely toll-free. And that's smart, you know. It's, uh, we get a lot of people calling in, Lior being employees, asking what their rights are. But, it, you know, we invite employers, too, to safeguard against things that could arise in the future, right? Because it's, 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 your, it's your legal rights. 
Yeah, I know. And a lot of employers that listen to the show say to me sometimes that I'm hard on employers, and I always talk about things from the perspective of the employee. But the reality is that that if the employers did things the right way, there would be no problems that the employees were having. Mm-hmm. So a smart employer would be proactive. A smart employer would try to do things the right way and inform themselves of their own obligations so that there's no legal problem. So there's no legal or reasons for an employee to get uh, advice from an employment lawyer. So in this situation, he did the right thing. He wants to make sure that he, he abides by his obligations. And I hope that all employers do the same thing. Take some time. Understand what your obligations are. Don't just do things assuming that you can do them. In many situations, a law, the law, the employment laws here that we have in Ontario will, uh, will have an impact as to what you can and cannot do with your employees. We were talking as we got into the segment before our bevy of phone calls. That was uh, forced resignations. We'll continue on that topic as we go on here. How does someone prove if they, if they were forced to resign? How do they prove that? Yeah, and and you know that that's often the the problem. Sometimes uh, I get a call from an employee saying I resigned, but I was told I had to and I had no choice. Yeah. And you know, and the employer says, "Oh, what are you talking about? No, you resigned because you wanted to." So the the best advice I can give people is if you're gonna resign, first of all, don't resign if if you don't really want to. But if you're gonna do it, put something in writing, send an email, or put that in your resignation letter saying, "You told me today that I have no choice but to resign, so I'm resigning." At least at that point. There's something to to corroborate what you're saying, uh, and you know hopefully there's other people that could potentially corroborate other employees that were there. So there are ways to prove it, but that's a problem that I would rather not have. Which is why I say don't resign unless you don't want to work there. Do not resign. If the company doesn't want you there, it's on them to make the move. It's not on you to solve the problem for them. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Anytime you want to go online, very easy tool to use. Find out what your severance should be. And at the bottom, there's a contact button if you so choose to contact Lior at the firm or another member of his team. You don't have to. You can do it anonymously and find out what you're owed. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on seller. one 225 talk to Colin tonight. Absolutely uh, toll-free to talk to Lior this evening and every time we're on the air. John, good evening. How are you? I'm good, you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's your concern tonight? Well, like, uh, my, the owner of the store that I work for, it's like a hardware company, and uh, I'm 55 now. I've been there since I was 25. Wow. He wants to let me go and bring in new blood. And he, but he said, oh, I'll give you a little bit of money, and then <laughs> I'll give you uh, two weeks severance. And I said, what? Like, because there's no union, so I, I probably not, there's no union involved, so I'm not... I don't get anything else, I guess, eh? Wow. Wow. So, 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 John, let me, let me ask you before I give you my thoughts. Do, does it make sense to you that two weeks is all you get? Oh, I thought I should get a month at least. Oh, Christmas is coming early, brother. Christmas is going to come early. So so here's the thing, John, and, and this is a very important call, and I'm glad you made it because a lot of people may listen to us right now and, and find themselves in similar situations. So the factors that go into deciding how much you wrote, how much severance, is three factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So if you've been in that hardware store for, for 30 years, you're, you're 55, you're actually owed right around 20 to 24 months of pay, okay? So that's up to two years of pay. 20 to 24 months, not one month, not two weeks, not two months. So anything less than that would be a wrongful dismissal. So if the company lets you go, they can do that. That's their right. You know, I can't stop them. But you're owed up to two years pay. What, what do you think of that, John? 
I'd rather leave and do something else. Well, you know, I can't blame you, uh, man. I really can't. If he's going to let you go, let him let you go. And he's going to give you two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. Who cares? Because you're owed what I told you. You give me a call and I'll get it for you. Not because it's such a complicated thing or because I'm so wonderful. Because that's what the law says you should have. So, yeah, it, it, I, I would let him do what he needs to do if he decides to let you go. You've been a good employee. 30 years, man. That's a long time. So that tells me everything I need to know about how good an employee you are. Uh, and if he wants to let you go, fine. But as soon as that happens, you give me a call and I promise you'll be, we'll be able to resolve that pretty quickly. But don't quit. I just save myself some money then. Yeah, don't quit. Don't quit, my friend. <laughs> don't no matter quit what, let him let him do what he needs to do. And yeah. when he does, you just give me a call right away, and we'll get we'll take care of it. Christmas just came early. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, I told I'm you done. exactly. You know, and this is a perfect example of one guy. If he didn't make that phone call, and a month from now his boss turfs him out the door, gives him a month's severance, he just said it himself. That sounds about right. I guess that's all I get. Right? Wrong. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe if I'm lucky, I get a month's pay. Right. Wow. So, you know, it's 24 months, 30 years, he's 55. That's not even debatable. So, wow, I, 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 I hope that uh, uh, it works out for him. And if the company lets him go, I'll, I'll help him. And you know what? I'll come back here on the air and I'll update our listeners to what totally. happened here. Because that's, that's just crazy. Two weeks pay after, two year, after tw- uh, 30 years. That's crazy. John, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Write it down in case you need it, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com is email, and we'll get to uh, to Armin. Hello, Armin, good evening. Good evening, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, no worries. I'm just trying to make this whole situation with the company quite condensed for you guys and then giving you a lump sum. I'm working for a laundry company. Uh, we provide linens to the, all the hospitals around the GTA. I worked for the company for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a 49-year-old supervisor from day one, been hired as a supervisor. Um, recently, the company went through a series of uh, events and then changing of uh, you know management team and then uh, restructuring. And uh, several times, few opportunity came out for my advancement and I've never been offered. And they connivingly uh, singling me out because I'm pointing out the black and white situation with the management and how they treat their staff. Uh, they offered me to work for 12 hours, uh, four days and three days off with no contract. I several times pushed the general manager and senior vice president of the company that I need the contract. And otherwise, I don't see no legitimacy, legitimacy in this manner of working. And some of they pushed me and singled me out recently. They shoveled me to the corner of the factory and uh, I have less contact with the senior management and they hardly correspond any emails or anything with me and I was wondering if I have any ground or if there is anything that I can help management to come to the light to treat me better. So first of all, uh, it's an important call because it does seem like given what they've done and how they've treated you and, and kind of marginalized you, 
then this may well be a constructive dismissal that may allow you to leave with compensation for you probably about 14 15 16 months pay is what you would be owed now i would probably start off by putting in writing your concerns in writing not verbally and itemizing them and saying here's what's happening and here's what i think is appropriate give them the opportunity to respond if they don't respond, if they ignore that, you... Uh, my apology in cutting you off. I have done that in the form of uh, emails and text message with the management, and the response was always uh, peculiarly, you know, they denied everything. And in fact, if I make things better for you, one of my most senior supervisors uh, just uh, was dismissed, and he is actually, in fact, suing the company for the same reasons constructive dismissal and not having a contract and forcing him to work 12 hours per day. So obviously there's a lot to talk about here. This absolutely may be a constructive dismissal. And if you've already done with what I suggested, then, then that's terrific. Give me a call. There's a lot to talk about. Let's talk about whether it makes sense to pursue this as a constructive dismissal. I want to see that email that you referred to. Let me give you a hand to get this resolved as soon as possible. Mike, we'll take you in about 15 seconds. What do you got to say, pal? Yeah, sure. Are, am I on the air now? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Uh, well, you know what? It's not a problem. These things are not a problem till it's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a problem. I just wanted to phone and, and say thanks to Lior for providing just a fantastic public service. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, you very know, much, Mike. You know, people know how to handle problems. They don't always know how to handle a compliment. Because like I might be calling you at some point with a problem, <laughs> yeah. but but not right now. And Mike, I, sorry, Mike, I had to I just put you on hold there just because we're about to close up. I'll give you a Lior's number moving in the future, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred if you need them. Thanks for everybody in Toronto and uh, London and Hamilton as well. We will return on Wednesday evening again. The Employment Hour, Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.